Welcome to A Page in History. Join us on a fascinating journey as we delve into the memories of the world-famous NBC Pages. Get ready to hear first-hand accounts of their unforgettable experiences as they navigated the hallways of Burbank, California and the iconic 30 Rockefeller Plaza. Prepare to hear fascinating stories that were never meant to reach the ears of the general public. And now, your host for A Page in History, David Harris Katz. Get ready to dive into an extraordinary journey through history as we welcome our next guest. She had a brush with greatness that involved none other than the iconic David Letterman and a bona fide blockbuster star. Now, we've all heard the famous saying, you should never play softball in the house. Well, let's just say things took a turn for the disastrous during her encounter with Mr. Letterman. But that's not all. She also had the unique experience of being a bouncer for the Saturday Night Live after party. But before she took on the role as an NBC page, our guest started her journey as a wide-eyed WNBC intern. Little did she know at the time that pages were not security guards. She had the privilege of working alongside America's beloved weatherman, Al Roker. Our guest also found herself crossing paths with a controversial figure, Bill Cosby. And if that wasn't enough, she also witnessed what many considered to be the turning point in Sinead O'Connor's career, a moment that sent shockwaves throughout the industry and the world. You'll hear those stories and more coming up next. Ladies and gentlemen, it is with great pleasure that we welcome the extraordinary Brooke Bazell Stakira. Brooke Bazell Stakira. Brooke Bazell. Good job, good job. Now, of course, I knew you uh, 30 years ago as just Brooke Bazell. So, yep. so I'm not, you know, That's I'm not right. So, congratulations on adding that last name. So, welcome to Thank the podcast. I, I, I'm so happy to see you. I literally, um, it's been about what 31 years <clears throat> since longer. It's been. I have before. known you. It is 23. I have known you for 30. Two years, I guess, right? Yeah, oh my God. thirty-two years because I met you when I was, a, like you said, a wide-eyed, probably very naive, thought I knew everything intern at WNBC, and I had the distinct pleasure because I had a really great relationship with Paula, and uh, you know who headed yeah, it at Paula WNBC, Walker. Paula Walker. Paula Walker. Um, I was able to stay a full year. Because I had kind of gotten, I, I worked with Peel Lindstrom. I basically was Peel Lindstrom and Al Roker's intern. And um, I loved it. And so I just did like three semesters, basically. I stayed almost a whole year. And so I really got to know you. And I got to know Michelle, who was uh, a former NBC yes. page and was like the receptionist for WNBC. And you both were former pages. And I really, like I said, uh, the naivety of n not knowing what the pages do. It was like this club, but I was not even privy to what kind of club it was. I just saw these young people my age with these polyester uniforms <laughs> on. And, you know, at the time I was working at Barney's. I, I worked my way through college and retail. And so, you know, I was coming in 
and like Armani and, and like, Oh no, not, not those. Like I would, I would never. Right. <laughs> and uh, you know, I didn't understand. I just thought they were tour guides and like security for, for NBC. And it was you that said, Oh no, 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 that's not what they're doing. It, you know, you explained the page program to me that about the, um, the apprenticeship and, what was, uh, you know, the opportunity and how it was actually very honorable and hard to get into. And you were the first person to say, you really should apply for this program. You're about to graduate from college. And I don't remember if Al was in the room at that moment, but he echoed your sentiment. He was like, oh. this is something you should do. It's a really great opportunity. Um, listen to Dave, you know, and, um, because of you, I applied to the program and I applied reluctantly because I was like, I do not look good in blue and beige. Like, I no. I was going to say, actually, and, you looked you looked fantastic. You actually looked beautiful. So you look great. Well, thank you. <laughs> you, that's, that's you look great. You look good. I don't but know. For <laughs> me, I was like, this is like the epitome of fashion no no, fashion don't. You that's know? Funny. So I, you know, and they wear, you wear the uniform quite a bit of the time that you're at, at least any time you're in public, right. um, you're, you're pretty much in that uniform. And, and to me, being someone who was working in fashion at the time, it was like, you know, that this is not going to happen, but talking to you and hearing about your experiences and watching you, like sometimes you and I would go get coffee or go downstairs and everyone knew you. All the pages would be like, hi, Dave, because at that point, I think you had been out of the program maybe a year, over a year. I don't, I don't know when your page, um, uh, uh, you know, maybe, when, yeah. when you ended. Maybe, maybe. It's funny. It's all it's all sort of a blur. I don't. And it's funny. Yeah. Even with you being there, because I saw you so often, I literally had to when you when you wrote, you know, when I was reading about, about you, um, I was like, was she? Because I saw you around and I'm like, I'm like, was she a page first? And then she got the gig with Roker or obviously it was the other way around. So it was the other way. Somehow around. It, you, it probably just overlapped. Yeah. Right. But but the thing is, like, you were so influential because you knew everyone and you were such a great spokesperson for the program and so gung ho about it. And I really trusted you because, you know, to me, you were like, you were so helpful to me. I don't know if I've ever thanked you, Dave, but like. Being an intern there, it can be overwhelming. There was a lot going on. There were some producers that were not so nice. And like you were the person I could go to and say, hey, I don't know what to do. You know, sometimes people unfortunately treat interns not well. They, you know, they're, they're not hopeful. They're like, oh, we got another one because we're, they're dispensable. You know, you've got another one coming the next semester. And you were someone who I could always go ask questions to. So part of that, trusting you, when you said the page program was something that I should be doing, it was, you know, I trusted that, oh, this is someone that I can, um, you know, I, I know that what they're saying is they're not just trying to get me like into this program, that, that it must be, there must be good people there. And the other thing is that the program was very, had a lot of like Ivy League kids and good schools. I think did you you went to school in Boston, correct? I went to yeah, I went to Emerson College, uh, which is a yeah, big I thought so. TV. Yeah, I, I'm exactly. very proud of that. It is like a million 
television folks that went there. I didn't, I didn't even know. Actually, yeah, I didn't even know of Emerson at the time. I think in high school we had little laser discs, <laughs> and it uh -huh. says like you, you tell the guidance counselor what you're interested in. She's like, here's a laser disc. Watch this, and it was this big, you know, disc, and it right. showed it showed Emerson College, and I remember looking at it, and I just said, that's where I want to go, and and I, you know, got in, and and, and I'm sure great. we had other yeah. pages from Emerson because of the TV connection. But, Maybe, I, yeah. you know, Maybe, yeah. I, I definitely, yeah. definitely. I went to City College, CUNY, City University of New York. I, I'm, I'm a proud CUNY graduate. I'm a proud City College graduate. And there were not a lot of, I, I, I might have been the first CUNY right. person to be in the program. And not that they weren't anything but welcoming, but it was not something that my communications department was like, oh, you should go be an NBC page. Right. Like right. it was not. Um, you know, a, they didn't have a relationship with NBC. They didn't have recruiters coming out after them. And in fact, I recruited on my own people that I thought could diversify the program and they were open oh, to it. Like one of my best friends, Shiva, who I grew up with, who went to a SUNY school, I was like, you got to apply for this program. You said stud you're studying communication and she was a page. So, uh, you know, I'm proud that I brought other people. She was, she is of color like I am. And I, I really wanted to see more diversity in the program and they were open to it. It's not like they didn't let her in. She, she went through all the interviews and got in herself. Um, but it was strange for me because I literally was around, I, we had kids from, in my group, we had kids from Yale, we had kids from Princeton, like we had Ivy League kids there. And that could be a little intimidating, but everybody was treated equally and they were very kind. So yeah. I think they were like, well, you're here and you made it. So you're one of us. Right. And, right. and that I was think... like a really great feeling. Right. Would you, would you say, would you say for the page i mean it really was like a fraternity you know in a it sense. really was like it like, was like I mean, everybody for me. yeah right i mean it really everybody was so supportive and like i said i was just so grateful to be there you know i just like it was you know it was just the greatest thing because it's like we, we we all need to support each other i don't i don't really feel that there was any um and it's probably different now but like um rivalry or 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 assassination attempts i mean it, it, yeah. it really it, everybody was so good to each other and once you were a page again you know you know you had access to the building and you were able to do you know whatever you wanted to do but let, let's go back a little bit so 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 you got this wnbc internship right. and that was with roker yeah um, it was like so i, I became can, yeah, an so, intern and they asked you what do you want to do what are you interested in and you go out with a bunch of different producers and different people and you go out on, on remotes and you do all of that stuff. And, and what I thought was great about Paula was she encouraged us. If you were into meteorology, come talk to her. If you were into, you know, I was an entertainment person. I've always been a pop culture person. So working with Peel Lindstrom was fantastic because she did the movie reviews and, you know, unbeknownst to me, because I was not a big fan of older stars you know I think my mother told me that that she was Ingrid Bergman's daughter like and and what's so funny is my <laughs> kids have seen me do so much that I worked for People Magazine for 13 years I worked for NBC News like what they're what my oldest daughter who is a big Hollywood old Hollywood buff the best thing I ever did was I worked for Ingrid Bergman's daughter like she right. is such a fan of Ingrid Bergman <laughs> that's what she's most impressed with so, um, you know, like I didn't know she was a nice lady. She was lovely to me. 
she let me go to movie premieres like it was fun and Al was fun and Al was like look you know if you need guidance if you need anything and I, I was especially honored that he looked out for me he was like a big brother like an uncle like you know he was like he would he would say to me hey look you know if if I was coming in late because I was working or whatever he'd say try to get here earlier because you don't want to you know you want to look good and he he was very extremely influential and so supportive as was John Marshall who was his meteorologist who was my my friend for over 30 years I love him um you know they really had my back um and uh you know I knew that if I was not going into the page program and doing something else that Al was like, you can, if you need a letter, if you need a reference, right. uh, you know, whatever you need. Uh, it, it was, it was fantastic, but coming from Al and coming from you people, I looked up to saying you should do this. I really didn't want to do it was so important. And as I look back on my life on 54 years of life, it's one of the best things I've ever done. It's something I'm extremely proud of. It's something that is at, on my resume, even though it was 30 years ago. And the network and can, can, it, the group of people who are former pagers. I have met so many people in the industry and out who somehow it's come up, it's up that they were a page. And I didn't know that they were a page. Right. And it was like an instant like connection. Like we, we bonded even more because they also had been in the program. And I have been walking by 30 Rock and seen, you know, young, wide-eyed <laughs> pages and said, and they have much better uniforms now, and said, I used to do this. Good luck to you. Right. This is, you made a great choice. I wish you all the best. And your uniform is nicer. <laughs> well, <it's so> <laughs> you know, I had to throw that in. <laughs> There's so many things I'll touch on. Um, I spoke to Janice Panino. So you, um, now she was there when you were there, right, Janice? Yes, Panino, yes, right? yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, so yes. Janice, she was the head of the department. So she was on the podcast and she spoke about the uniforms. And 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 everyone, again, I was I would have worn, worn a paper bag if they gave it to me. I was just so happy to wear it. it, it, it you know, it was OK. And, and you know. But um, do you remember, I think it was, her name was Christine Loria. Do you remember Christine Loria? I think she was, I don't want to say she was another, she was another diva. You weren't, not that you were a diva, but she was, she also came in. I remember she And by also, the way, I was a total diva. Nah, okay. you are. You were good. <laughs> you were okay. I was I a total diva. Or at least not to me. So, so. No, I was nice to everybody, yeah. but I was like, yeah. mm, don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I complained a lot. But That's funny. Go on. Uh, well, so she, yeah. So she, I believe, well, Janice mentioned her name, but, you know, everybody complained about the, or at least all the women, I guess, complained about the uh, uh, outfits, about the uniform. But um, Janice said that one of the, one of the pages, I guess, like, got her to the breaking point where they were like, you know, okay, like, okay, okay, we'll change the uniform, we'll change it, we'll change them. So that's when they they finally did swap them out. And they went, they became really, they were like Ralph Lauren, or I don't know, they were, there was some fancy brand or whatever it was. Oh, maybe, okay. Yeah. Or yeah, Tommy they, Hilfiger, somebody Tommy, like yeah, that. They, yeah, they became yeah. something. Um, so they did wow. listen to everybody and they really changed them, but I get a kick out of it because it's true, people, 
for some reason, I mean, they look, they were polyester. I actually have my page uniform somewhere. Of course you do. And a, so many people do, right? and they're proud to have it. It's probably I burned somewhere. It. It's Did you gone. really? Oh, it's no. Bur- I was like, no, I don't ever want to see this. <laughs> I hated it. And as much as I love the page program and I have like my little rainbow you and the key pen. Oh, them, yeah. No, I don't have my name. Uh, oh. Maybe somewhere. Maybe somewhere. I probably do have that somewhere. But um, I kept the little rainbow pin somebody had given me. And that's it. I was like, I don't ever want to see those shoes. They were worn down the to the shoes, nub. They were yeah. so awful. The little natural the penny loafers. Heels. Yeah, the, the penny loafers. No, they for were... us it was it was. Oh, the, you had heels. That's the, right. The, the men had it was like the navy. burgundy shoes or something. Right. They right. Were, right. You had penny loafers, and loafers. we had these awful naturalizer shoes that like were. I I I don't think they were leather. I think they were probably like, uh, you know, like leather. a fake faux yeah. leather, pleather, right. pleather, and uh, they were not easy to walk in. Um, those hallways are slippery. We'll get to that later. But, um, you know, it, it was not comfortable. And I have to tell you, on weekends, I did not wear the pantyhose. I was like, screw this. Oh, it's funny. hot. Right. I'm not wearing them. And I think, you know, at the time I was there, it was uh, Brian and Chris were like the, the two, uh, right. you know, in office, like doing the scheduling the tours and everything. Right. And they were pretty cool about some stuff. So um, I, I'd just be like, it's Sunday morning. You have me here at 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm not wearing them. Yeah. And Brian, <laughs> Brian, I started with as a page. We started together right. on the same day. So we are, we're our page buddy. So it was, I, you know, it, it was interesting to see him and, and uh, Sulger, which I guess we could talk about in a minute, but um, so, okay. So, so you get into the program and then I guess we'll talk about some of these these interesting things. So for those listening, um, they had what was called assignments. And uh-huh. basically, the each division in 30 Rock would post these positions and say, this department, you know, marketing has an availability for this, for this, um, for, for, for a, uh, an assignment, they called it. For like, uh, what was it, six it, weeks or three months? I can't remember. Three, some of them yeah, were three, three months. months. Yeah, it was three okay. months, or at least that's what I that I remember. But I think that the entertainment ones were shorter. They were only six weeks because Letterman right. was only six weeks. Yeah, maybe it right. was they so may... that they could give more people, people the right. opportunity to do them to a chance, right? So uh, I, for example, applied for the local advertising and promotion assignment, which I got, and mm-hmm. that really set me off on the career of doing promotion, and that's another story. But I also, you know, applied for the Saturday Night Live uh, gig, which I also got. And I know you didn't mm-hmm. talk about that, but you applied for, I guess, the David Letterman assignment. So, yes. right. So tell us about that. OK, so uh, it was I started the program um, June, sometime in June. And the shows were on hiatus. So they came back in September. And that's when they started interviewing for those assignments for SNL because, you know, SNL would open in the fall. Letterman had come back from their hiatus. So all of a sudden we had these extra things that uh, assignments. And I believe when I was there that you couldn't apply until you had been there like a month because, you know, they're still training you and, you know, what have you. So when Letterman came around, it was the same time that SNL was going back to doing their show. So I went to both interviews. I will never forget the SNL interview. I completely, I don't even remember who I met with. I think I met with Lori Diamond for Letterman. Right. 
And she, of course, if you're a page and you were there during Letterman, you know that Lori was his assistant and she did all the interviews and she was the one that kind of kept on top of the uh, pages. So I interviewed with Lori and then I interviewed with Marcy Klein. And I believe somebody had told me Marcy was Calvin Klein's daughter. And then another inside person was like, look, just be careful. This is someone who was kidnapped when she was a kid by her nanny. And like they were, they were like, you know, you, this, this is someone who you want to be careful what you say. And I don't know if you remember at the time, but do you remember she had somebody, it wasn't her assistant, but like he was the assistant talent person. His name was Ryan. Do you remember him? Ryan. Very attractive Asian guy. I don't remember. And he, anything she wanted, he'd do. Now, I happened to mention to someone, someone I worked with at Barney's, somebody who was like, like, uh, very connected. She went to school with Marcy. Like, I think she went to like private school with Marcy or something. She actually, believe it. She actually went to Emerson for like two years. So Did I, she? I, I, yeah, I don't think she graduated, which which actually, in fairness, probably is how I got the gig. And I'll, I'll sort of tell you that story. But but yeah, she did. She went to Emerson and then she went. I think she went somewhere else. I don't know if she finished four so years. This, no, this was like someone who had gone to like high school with her, like yeah. some pri- fancy private school or boarding school or whatever. Oh, yeah. So I go into the meeting and I'm like, by the way, Buffy St. Clair says hi. Oh, that's funny. And she was like, oh, my God, Buffy, blah, 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 blah. Oh, love you, love you, love you. Like, because yeah. I had this connection. I worked yep. at Barney's. I, like, I knew the woman from Barney's. And yep. she was like, oh, this is, like, perfect. So I went about my business because I was just like, look, I'll get it or not. It's not like I'm not going to get paid any less. You know, hopefully right. one of these will come through. So Kathy Griffin, my love. I love Kathy. She I love great. her so much. Yeah, Kathy, so who great. basically was in office wrangling us pages and helping us out and you know making sure that we got our interviews and assignments and stuff um she called me into the office and everybody was like "Ooh, you know Kathy wants to see you in her <laughs> and i was like uh-oh and I, I go into her office and she's like we have a situation here and i don't quite know what you want to do but i'm going to give you the option she said you got both the lead Letterman and the lead, um, one of the lead like desk SNL positions because SNL had like three. Right. Remember there were like three pages at the desk and then you yep. had the person that did the weekend show and did the parties and blah, blah, blah. Right. So she said, you can take the Letterman, take the desk position at, at SNL. Or she said, I have a third option that we've never had to do this before, but she was like, SNL has, um, Marcy has the talent page who just works on Saturday nights and helps them with the party and helps them with the guests coming in. And the thing that I think resonated with both of my interviews is when I was working at Barney's, I had a lot of celebrities come in and I had a few celebrity clients and I knew how to act. Yeah. I wasn't going to go, ah, my God, it's, you know, it's Brad Pitt, it's, so, you know, whoever. I was very calm around them because they would undress in front of me. So right. I was like, you know, I got the celeb, you don't have to worry about me because part of the interview is we have celebrities here. You're going to be seeing them. Are you going to have an issue with that? 
Right. And I was like, oh no, you know, they couldn't think, you know, I had clients at Barney. So that helped me that they knew I was going to be calm. The other thing is I know nowadays a year or two doesn't make much of a difference, but I had taken two years off from college and graduated two years late. So I was a little bit older than everyone. Uh, you know, in 1992, I was 23 years old and some of the kids were 21 and fresh out of college and just, you know, not from New York City. So I had a little bit more, I, I was a little bit more mature when it came to some of that stuff. Right. And, um, you know, and I think they saw that. They saw that, that I was a little bit older. Um, but uh, what we decided was I ended up doing the weekend, uh, you know, the talent page just for Saturday night. And did the Letterman page, and I think it, it it probably ticked a few people off, but for the most part, everybody was happy for me, yeah. for the most part. Like, I, I got a couple of side glances, but you know that this is a group of really great people, the right. pages themselves, and they were really encouraging. Um, so that's something that I was, like, very proud of and excited about and, um, you know, lucky. I felt very blessed to yeah. have had the opportunity to do this, you know? And actually, let me, uh, yeah, so a couple of interesting things. And, and also just for folks that are listening, and especially in today's younger generation, you know, uh, a lot of folks don't realize how much work goes into a successful career or, or, or just making it. So, you know, you, you know, went to, you know, you went to college. It was not an easy gig. You worked at Barney's, you, you, you know, you, you know, you got the internship, you, you know, um, you did all. Oh, these it was a lot. I was yeah, in it was school a lot. too. That the, the year, except for the summertime, when I did your internship, I not only was at NBC, I had a job, and I had class. Yeah. I had classes, and back then, now there are laws that state that you must pay an intern. Not only did I not get paid for my internship because it was a different time and it was considered an honor right. to be able to do this, it was work right. experience, but I paid for the credit. So I was actually paying to be at WNBC. Wow. I paid for the the three or four credits as my internship each time to get so that it would be on my, you know, help me to graduate. So, um, I mean, and look, it was city college. It wasn't like exorbitant, but I actually paid to be there. So um, being in the page program and actually getting paid and back then what they were paying it was more than minimum wage. I think it was $10 an hour. And in 1993, minimum wage was like six or $7. So it was, it was not bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, again, for those listening, you know, I, I just think that, that, you know, cause even for myself, you know, and I also, I had, you know, a million internships and I worked, you know, very similar working around the clock and everything. And I guess the, 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 um, the thing that for folks that are listening who are younger that want to get into whether it's television or anything, it really takes a lot of work and, you know, working those, you know, two jobs or getting that internship. And, you know, I think I just read an article recently about um, kids that go on zoom calls, but don't have the ability they, they finish the zoom call and they leave, but there's no mentor. There's nobody that they can talk to. Like you said, we, we would go for a cup of coffee or we walk downstairs oh, absolutely. and you had a you chance were, to were... sort of, you know, talk about right. these things nowadays that, you know, even though I know, you know everybody wants to work from home, but what they're missing is the interaction with, with 
other folks that could give them advice or, you know, I used to, when I was a, a page, actually, and it's funny, the reason probably why I knew the whole building, I was like a sponge and I would literally go to any department. Every time something had to get done, I'd walk up to the art department and I get, and instead of just saying, Hey, we need this. I'd literally say, Hey, can you show me what you're doing? You know, how are you doing this? And, and, right, right. and you know, so I want to learn something. So I was always learning by, by doing all these different tasks, which now 30 years later, I probably refer to all of those things on a daily basis that I remember that, that I, um, that I picked up along the way. So, right. uh, so I think it's very valuable for, for younger folks to really try to find a mentor or go into, and the fact is, they'll thank me 30 years from now, go into the office, get a mentor 30 years from now, you will thank me because you now will have the, the knowledge and experience to do really what you want to do, as opposed to just sitting home, filling out whatever you're doing, whatever, you, whatever they do at home these days. with, with Right. That. So, yeah, I, case, so I, I, oh, well, I, you were a mentor to me, uh, by the way, Dave, uh, my husband's going to get my headphones oh, okay. that plug into the computer so oh, that we're safe just in case that, okay, no problem. Yeah, that, that turns out. But you were a mentor to me because sometimes, you know, we, I, I mentioned this before, you have people, unfortunately, who are in the business who they've been working hard for years. They don't want to necessarily get attached to the intern because they see the turnover. They see a new intern every semester. And, uh, you know, because of that, they're not particularly available or open. And yeah. you were so available. And it, it made a difference to me because there were times where I didn't know what to do or how to do it. And uh, I could go to you and I wasn't afraid to ask you for help. Mm -hmm. I wasn't afraid to ask you, did I do this wrong? Or can I talk to you? Some, some of the, I, I wish I could tell you it was 100% positive. When you're an intern, you're, you're sort of a peon. Right. And I have to also say that being a page, you're like, in some of some circumstances, <laughs> you're an upgrade of, of a peon. You're a college, you're, you're a college graduate right. peon. You right. know, you have a degree, but you're still a peon. And um, I don't know what your experience was, Dave, but I saw people who were not particularly uh, kind to pages. Uh, that that was not the norm. It was uh, the exception. But um, you know, I saw some. I I saw interns. There was one particular intern at SNL who his dad was good friends with Lauren Michaels, mm. and so they were kind of doing him a favor. And he kind of ran around and did whatever he wanted to do. Yeah, and he did something to one of the female pages and was not kind. And I've always stood up for him. I'll stand up for anybody who's being mistreated. And I remember being at the Rockefeller, uh, you know, at the, at the, uh, at the uh, party for the, uh, you, you know, each, each year. The Christmas, the, the Christmas singer. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Okay. The one at the, oh, in May when they yeah, were, yeah. 
the rap party. So yeah. I, I remember being at the rap party and he was like, oh, you're, you know, you're just an effing page. And I think I went over and told him off oh, wow. um, because uh, he just, you know, he, the, there was there, there was a lack of respect in certain places and that's where the mentors that's where people like you that's where the former pages who had jobs who were yeah. at the assignments who were in these departments that's when they stepped in yeah. and would say you cannot talk to you. Right. i was a page and this person <laughs> may be I'm going to start to, it's funny because I, I like have no tolerance for that. Like that's like, I, 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 I pull his limbs off, you know, like it really, but you know, like it really, to me, it's like, don't you fucking, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Listen, don't you, you know, me too. It really, I have a know. couple of pages who will tell you that I stepped in when people were being nasty to them. Cause I didn't yeah. give a fuck. I was yeah. like, you can fire me. You're not going to talk to this person that way. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I had a reputation for not letting anybody be, not by a tour person, not by other people in the building. And, um, you know, we had a really good relationship, though, I will say, with the security guards. Like, they loved oh, us. Oh, yeah. Pat, remember Pat? Pat. Who I Pat. loved. You know I Pat know God passed was. away. I know she did, yeah. Pat I, had, I think, cancer or, uh, or, or some blood sure. disease. I, mean, I loved her. She, she, passed was, away. she was the greatest in the world. And it, and it was funny because... Like I, I'd go into security and they would, you know, Pat, and, uh, you know, even when I didn't work there, they would be like, cats, just walk right in. I'd walk through security, right. you know? So I loved her. She was so great. Yeah. All those. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you a Pat story because Pat is well known through the page community, especially anybody that was there in the nineties, anybody that was there in the early two thousands. Um, I kept in touch with Pat in that for years, I worked at time Inc, which is across the street. So I had to pass, by and oh, if right. it was raining i would walk through the building right and i would always stop to see pat um she was so lovely she kind of looked like mary j blige yeah i don't know if people do do you yeah do you in a way yeah. see the connection yeah. she yeah. looked like she had she like so reddish she hair. was so nice I, so nice she was yeah. so kind she was a mother she just was um my best pat story is i met my first husband through a, the personal which was not popular back then. There was no Tinder. There was no match. There was no, you know, this was 1994. And I was working at NBC News. And we were corresponding by phone, but had never, it was literally a blind date. Mm. And I told Pat, I said, this guy is coming to take me to lunch. I've never met him. But, you know, like this could be, she knew I was single. Mm. And <laughs> it's so funny because she called me upstairs at NBC News. And she was like, okay, Brooke, your guest is here. Mm. And I went to go down and I had asked her, I was like, give me like, uh, is he okay? Like, is he, <laughs> like say this if he's bad. Right. And right. I was like, Pat, is he? And she was like, so okay, come down. Like, see this oh, comment. <laughs> um, now it turned out he was a nice looking guy and very sweet and we went to lunch. But like, Pat is part of my like. Right world right and like yeah. i have kids yeah. now because pat was there uh, when i met my children's father and my ex-husband uh, so uh you know nbc was such an important part and pat looked out for like like she would look out and say oh you know the elevators are broken or oh she yeah. really was an advocate for 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 the um pages like you know if you left yeah. a tour a, a, a person like 
you thought you had everybody in the elevator. Like she would come find us and yep. say, you know, you have somebody who was late for the tour. Do you want me to? And she was great. Right. She was great. So big up. And yeah, love, she was uh, great. Big peace, shout out to her. She was so she was amazing. Fantastic. And it just goes to show, you know, there are some folks that, you know, they as a, as a quote, you know, security guard, they just they sit there. They don't, you know, next, next. She really right, was right. engaged and and was wonderful. So God bless her. She she was amazing. Um, she was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And I uh, you know that's part of the experience for us. It was part of the experience. You had to get past Pat to get up to the mezzanine. Right. Exactly. So that's who yeah. you saw every day. And I think because they wore uniforms and we wore uniforms, there was a mutual respect. Yeah. You know, um, I, you know when I did talent for SNL the guests would come through for the most part, a lot of the guests would come through that main entrance, which oh, yeah. they would rope off and everything. Right. And I'd be downstairs waiting for Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston. And she'd be like, Oh, you know, they're coming. You know, she was working that night. Um, you know, they worked with us because you had people who, first of all, you know, from doing all the different shows we did, Donahue, SNL, um, you know, Conan, when he came, um, we knew that, You've got audience members and they're standing on long lines yep. and they're waiting to get into the studio. And you, uh, you sometimes they can be unruly yeah. or tired or yeah. whatever. And we counted on security to help us. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there, there's a lot of, I'm sure things changed after nine 11 yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole uh, and it was much stricter, but we didn't yeah. have like, you know, things to look for guns and and yeah, things no. like that. And and we just, you know, it was a bunch of twenty something year olds trying to wrangle <laughs> these crowds. That is the entire building. Who gets in? You'd see celebrities walk in, followed by you know a twenty year old you know kid. Right. Exactly. So. Exactly. Oh, we need you to go downstairs to get so and so. Right. Um. So, uh, you know, I I think. Uh, I don't know if people have talked about security or talked about people like Pat, but like that was an important part. Like they, they had our back. Yeah, they did. That was amazing. So, okay. So tell us about with Letterman. So you get the assignment and uh -huh. then um, you had, it's funny. I had Sue Santamaro on the show uh, or Susie Santamaro on the show who had her brush with greatness with Mr. Letterman. And you okay. also had your brush with greatness with Mr. Letterman. It's funny. I watched the clip um, again, and it's amazing because there was 9,000 people uh, lining the hallways, which was normally there weren't that yes. many folks lining the hallways. And and when I worked for WNBC, Live at Fire was across the hall. So I would have to go into that studio every day right across from Letterman. But right. when, when you were sitting at the desk, um, and, I'll, and I'll let you tell the story, but um, okay. it was pretty amazing how you were at the desk and then all of a sudden, David Letterman calls you on the phone. <laughs> so tell us what the hell that was like. Okay. So I think that part of like just my makeup and my parents and whatever, and like dealing with celebrities and Barneys and being in New York City, like I was a former club kid. Like I was dancing on the speakers in my underwear and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So like not your typical page. Okay. A real New Yorker. Uh, most of the, a lot of the pages come from out of town, come from other places. Um, you know, because the program is diverse, but I was a New Yorker. Like I wasn't sharing an apartment with five other pages. Like I was from New York. I lived at home. My mom had a house. I had the top floor. Like I, I this was not like, oh my goodness, skyscrapers and everything. Like I, I'm right. from New York. So it was no biggie. 
And being a New Yorker, you have to have like a very, um, your, your reflexes are like, you know, showtime, right, right. <laughs> you know? So that's something that I had on my side because I was not expecting what happened that day. Um, the, I had been trained by Lonnie Hart. You know Lonnie yes, Hart? Lonnie Hart, who's like a okay, lawyer Lonnie, now or something, right? Yeah, yeah a Lonnie Hart's a major God, lawyer. And Lonnie Hart is one of my, my like, he, that's my guy. It's amazing. He was such a great guy as well, yep. He, he is such a great guy. We are still friends. I'm very proud of him. I'm so happy that we ha still have a relationship. I have run into him. We have done page reunions where he has come. Um, but Lonnie was one of, I think he came, he was already there. But this is something I, I, you know, when I filled out my information for you that I wanted to talk about, because I don't know if other people have discussed this, but there were not a lot of black pages. Hmm. And being him there was of comfort to me. I am of color. He is of color. We're both black. We're both young black people living in New York. And seeing him there gave me great, like, like we looked out for each other just because it can be intimidating yeah. to be in a group where the majority of people are white. Yeah. And uh, he was there for me. Any questions I had, he was a great mentor to me and a great friend to me. And he had the assignment, I believe, if I, look, it's been 30 years, but I'm pretty sure he trained me. Okay. And he had also been on air, like they sent him on a cruise. There was oh, something really? where like, really? yeah, like with nothing, he had nothing on. <laughs> like in his page uniform, they sent him on a cruise. And everybody was like, oh my God, like Lonnie went on a cruise. Um, so he trained me. And it's funny, I'm gonna actually set the record straight because in the video, you see uh tony um yes behind you, know, you. yes yes, yes. Uh, tony uh oh, oh my god um, i'm having i now no, i, I can't like, tony you know, we um, both know tony right exactly but, so he, like, right in the video he, he's standing right to, behind you i actually you. have to like look this up okay, now because yeah. it's gonna kill me because tony, i know tony um, so well but oh um burton tony burton right tony right right, right. so tony burton was my relief and the way it worked is when you were on SNL, everybody gets a break. And, and also sometimes you need to go run, do something. Right. So he was my relief that day because people were like, what was he doing? And why was he? He was there to relieve me, give him a break. He was not trying to be on camera. He did not know what was going on. He was doing his yeah, job. He was, he was so standing like, there against the wall. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, so he was like, ah, I don't like, know. Oh. You know. Right. People were like, oh, he was trying to get it. No, he was yeah. literally there to relieve Just me, relieve doing me. his job. He didn't know. I didn't know. So here's how it goes. I had some really interesting brushes with celebrities because you have three or four celebrities every day. Right. And like at one point, Maria Shriver went on and then she left and she had her kids with her. She had these little Schwarzenegger babies with her. Mm -hmm. She had a couple with her and she said something about her that she didn't like. And she was like, how dare he? And she walked Whoa. back into the studio oh, wow. to like be like i hear you talking about me and she gave me her i think it was the one who do who married chris um pratt uh right, right. i right. i don't know what her what her yeah. name is but like right. so i have this little kid sitting on top of me and she was so like riled up she came back out of the studio and headed to the elevator and i said excuse me oh that's funny <laughs> You forgot this baby. Like, wow. like, hello. And she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And 
came and got the kid. But, um, you know, you literally, like Howard Stern, who I listen to every morning, when he came, like I bought him a Malcolm X hat because he was talking about Malcolm X and he loved the, you know, the, the uh, logo for it. And I don't remember if I gave it to um, Baba Bowie, to uh, his, uh, yeah. uh, you know, so- his, his main yeah. side guy or yeah. what. But like, I was so obsessed with him. So certain people, like I was like, oh, I got to see if I can get my book signed. But for the most part, like you, you just kind of chilled out. And when they left, you're like, oh, my God. Um, so I'm sitting in the, um, in the uh, chair. And all of a sudden, walking down the hall is Julia Roberts. And she was dating the actor Jason something. I can't think of his name now. He was in The Lost Boys. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and they, you find that as you're getting older, I things I just I I'm like I I I can't think of it. <laughs> it's like, I've just Jason yeah, Patrick, right. I think his <laughs> name is. No, you're right. But, right, um, right. She comes in and they're holding hands and she's like, you know, I think she looked very normal. Like she didn't go into makeup or anything. She's like, Hi, I'm Julia. And I was like, Yeah, you are. Like I know who you are. <laughs> and she was like, It's my birthday. And this is the only reason that I can look it up and like my daughter was able to find the video because for years I looked and she like in two seconds was like, is this it? Oh, wow. um, I know it was her birthday and I know it was 1992. So she walks in and she's like, it's my birthday. I was in the neighborhood. I'd love to say hi to Dave. Uh-huh. So I'm like, wait right here. And I'm looking for Lloyd. So, so they put her in a, in a, like one of the empty green rooms. Right. And, they're like, we'll surprise him. So I don't know. They're all talking. I don't know what the hell's going on. So do you remember there was a uh, there was a cameraman named Spike? Spike. He always had the handheld camera on his shoulder. I don't and know. someone, I don't know if it was Spike, like all of a sudden he was in front of the podium. Mm-hmm. And they were like, he's calling you. He's calling you. So I was like, you know, you were trained, you know, 6A, can I help you? So now, I, now also I before just you, was like, before you get in, at that point, were there people in the hallway or did they just all of a sudden? I don't know. I don't you do remember. You don't, you don't remember. I, I just know that all of a sudden Spike with the handheld camera was on his knees in front of me. Wow. And so, I mean, that gave right. me an idea too. But when he, he was like, oh, let's just call, who's at the desk? Who's that? You know, right, I right. couldn't really hear that because it's on the TVs, but you right. know, right. So, like, he's calling you. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So, you know, 6A. And, and, and we had like banter. And I, you know, I stood up for the pages because he was like, oh, a page took over the pro. I was like, do you want oh, me to? Oh, it was hilarious. No, it was, it, it was, per- and he, he loved it, you know, and he's playing into it. And your reaction was great because it, it, it you know, um, it was perfect. Well, go on. It well, I mean, he really gave me great lead in material because yeah. he was like, oh, do you want to say hi to anybody? Right. And, you know, the way it worked is I didn't say, oh, Julia Roberts here. He was like, I heard right. you had somebody really special there. Someone right. was a big time celebrity. I was like, yep. And, uh, you know, I, he was like, well, why don't you bring them in? And I was like, should I hang the phone up? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. he was like, yes, you should hang the phone. Like, we had banter. He was like, who do you want to say hi to? I was like, I'm going to say hi to my mom. Hi, right. mom. That's hi when he said, like, right, when you, when, and then you said, you said, oh, call my mother. And, yeah, and he was yeah, like, he, wanted, he was like, I've lost control to the page. Right. <laughs> to, to a page. He, was, he was like, how's your mom? What's she doing now? And I, right. I should have said, because, you know, the show was taped earlier, but right. it, it was made to look like it was live at, 
you know, midnight right, when it right. came on. But I was like, she's home right now. Should we call her? And he was like, no, we shouldn't. Call. You know, my sister yeah. was in college. She went to a historically black college. And people were like, the next day were like, was your, does your sister work for Letterman? Oh, that's funny. Because she has, you know, her name right. is Blair and it's not a common name. Uh, and literally she was like, oh my God, I went to like, uh, in the morning I went to breakfast and people were asking me if, if my sister works for Letterman and, uh, you wow. know, so it was just, it was just kind of fun. So I got off the phone and I grabbed, you know, we, we held hands and I let her into the studio and I turned around. I was like, my part is done by, and he's hugging her and he motions me. Lori Diamond's going, go back, go right. back. He wants you to come back. And he gave me a hug and it let me wave and like. It was gave just you a kiss. nice. <laughs> kiss you. He gave me a kiss. Like it was so nice for me, and I really think it was a win for the pages because I was coherent. I wasn't a yeah. bubbling idiot. Right. I was funny. You know, yeah. I the, the the whole thing about like, you know, him saying it's being taken over by a page. Like people were proud, oh, like the, uh, of that moment, and so it was a real highlight in my life and in in the page program. And a uh, confidence setting and uh, just a great experience. And so what the part nobody saw is that one of the guests on the show that night was Ron Wood from the Rolling Stones. Yeah. And he walked out. When I walked back into the hallway, uh -huh. walked up to me and hugged me and was like, you uh -huh. were so good. Wow. He was like, you're a natural. You're a son. I'm like, Oh my God, you're in the Rolling Stones. Like it, it just, right. it was magical. It was magical. When I got back to the page, um, you know, to the lounge, everybody was like applauding. It's the and... greatest. And here it is 32 years later, we're still talking about it. It's yeah. so amazing. And again, I look back at all the times that I, that we were there. It, it's the greatest more happened in those, you know, 18 months than in, in in like 30 years like we i don't know how we have so many stories because yeah it was it's, a short it's like while so much is packed in. Yeah. think about it those it are so the weird. odds i mean if you're working at, at at nbc and working for letterman you're gonna have stuff happen if you're working right. at snl you're gonna see some stuff you right. saw some stuff i saw some stuff and guess what the pages at nbc at now who are working at snl right. they're seeing some stuff right so it's awesome. part of like uh you're you're uh, you know, you're, you're awakening and, and, and becoming uh, an adult and, it, and yeah. like, it's amazing. Uh, and again, to be that young and to see Ron Wood or any of these folks, I mean, the, the list is really endless because everybody was in that building and as a page, um, you know, we had access to anywhere you wanted to go in the building. Nobody stopped you. You could do whatever you want. You could see, do whatever. Um, so it was truly amazing. So tell me about your SNL. So you got the SNL gig. No, I, did. I also so had the I worked SNL, with, tell that, yeah, tell, I, did I don't only, know that. So I only did, and, and what was great about that is I had to wear, while I was in the building, I had to wear my Navy jacket, but I could wear beige pants or leggings. So oh. like, I would jazz it up and like, right. like, you know, be wearing like, like, you know, Armani pants, like, you know, these are beige Armani pants because, right. you know, I worked That's in funny. the business before and I could get them cheap, you know? Um, and so it was a little hipper, like working for Marcy and Ryan, you could be a little more, she was like, I don't want you in that skirt, like, you know, dealing right. with our people. And then we could change for, um, 
the party. Like you could right. wear, you didn't have to wear the jacket because we were outside right. of the building. Right. And um, that was the first time, oh, only time I met Brad Pitt. Mm. Um, he was with Juliette Lewis. Mm. And I don't know what he was doing back then, but I tell people this, even though I will, his, I, I will ever, he will, he will forever have my heart. <laughs> Everyone knows that my husband knows it, <laughs> um, but he smelled so bad. Like so bad, <laughs> really? like like bio, like alcohol, like really. And I was shocked because I was like, you know, I remember seeing him in um in Thelma and Louise, and he was a hot, hot guy. Right. And I was like, dude, like take a shower, like. <laughs> wow. So he came to one of the parties. Like we we were, we just saw a lot of people that weren't even on the show right. would come to the party. Right. And uh, that was an experience, and seeing these famous people like Chris Rock, who I have since met, he was lovely. Chris Rock yeah. was amazing. Yep. Adam Sandler, lovely, lovely, lovely. Nice to the pages, nice guy. Yeah. Some of the others were not as nice. Mm. Some of the others were making comments to the girls that should not have been made. Oh. Uh, comments that now you'd be canceled. Right. Okay? Mm. And I just kind of rolled my eyes when they did that stuff. But for the most part, Marcy was very professional and she knew her stuff. So because I had done that, when my six week thing was over, uh, Kathy asked me if I wanted to be the green room page. Mm. Now that was, I, who knew, but that was better than um, just oh, that yeah, anything still, I ever did. Was, yeah, because I literally was entrance to that green room. Yeah. So I don't, for people who don't know, there is a green room because green room can mean a lot of things. Green room can mean like your dressing room. Right. There was a green room in 8, 8A that was upstairs right. and it had a big glass window and it had TVs in it. And that's where like family of the, whoever was starring, friends of the person that was starring, people that didn't want to sit in the audience could sit there and watch the show from there. So it was a hot ticket yeah. to get into that room because you can only have like 25 people in the room. Yeah. And that was my nightclub. And I had friends in there who should not have, I had friends who got to see Paul McCartney sing, uh, Hey Jude, who should not have been there watching <laughs> right. Paul McCartney sing, Hey Jude. Okay. Right. Right. I mean, what are they going to do to me now? Fire me. I'm, I'm not a page right. anymore, but, um, that gig to me, I was like, next, 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 nope, sorry, next. <laughs> um, and I actually have a story, and, and I recounted this to uh, Lara Spencer, who was a former yes. page. Yep. She was working, remember, she was working in like marketing and promotion yeah. before yep. she was on air. Yeah. And she was trying to get her friends in. And normally I would have been like, bitch, no, I don't know right. you. Right. You don't get in. Right. But she was like, hey, I was a former page. That got her in. That got her right. and her friends into whatever show she came to. I let them in because I was like, oh, you're in the sorority. Right. Come on in. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, and I ran into her like six or seven years ago and I told her and she was like, oh, I can totally see myself doing that. And she was lovely. Um, but uh, that to me was a lot of fun because uh, I really, I got to run that place. And if you were in there drinking and acting up, I was like, out. Yeah. Like, like they didn't mess with me. I was like, I don't care if Mick Jagger's your father. You cannot be in here screaming and yelling and, you know, acting drunk. You need to go outside. Yeah. And 
it was a it was a it was really a great like power thing for me um but I was nice too you know I mean yeah. I was professional but um yeah I have a lot of friends who went to SNL <laughs> well, I will say and I, I've said this before in, in in an earlier podcast you know I had the page assignment with uh David Schiff um at the on the you know uh, th throughout the week and everything so I was the key page and then Marcy had asked me to work the parties, the after party. And right. again, like, here it is, you know, you're standing at the door and just like you <laughs> at that, at that, you know, upstairs, cause I, you know, um, and even and it's funny cause somehow I, I wound up going to the show and bringing someone and I was in that room. And then like Dan Aykroyd walked in with his girlfriend and like put her next to like my girlfriend. It's like that was sitting there and all these, you know, folks are coming in. But to be able to, but to be standing at a door at this after party and every celebrity on earth walks up to you, you're, you, it's like, who the hell am I to decide that you're going to come into this party? <laughs> it's like, who the you're hell? The gatekeeper. You know, so people show up. So again, it's like people that were either really confident or, you know, or they knew someone or they were famous, you know, would go in. But anyone that was like, yeah, I'm here for the party. Can I come? I'm like, no, you can't come in. And then, yeah. and that was it. Like you're, you really had the final say unless. Well, this wasn't even, I did the party, but this was just, in the, in building, the building like yeah. guests of the people and yeah. i ran that dream of people would come up oh do you want me to uh to do you need help do you want me to uh give you a break and i'd be like no i'm good bye actually <laughs> i'll tell you come in here. <laughs> when i was when i was a page when i was either either i was working at wm maybe it's after i was a page but i was downstairs and do you, do you know the radio station wlir yeah, of course. Right, right, Larry okay. the Duck and right, Larry. I listen to LIR. Right, okay, they're, great. They're, who, by the way, is on First Wave. Larry yes. the Duck is still on First Wave now. Uh, but yeah, I was a big LIR fan. Okay, now did you did you know that I like interned at LIR and was yes, a crazy I believe LIR? at the whole, time. I'm you sure told that I must me. have told. Okay, yeah. So I was downstairs. So I must have been a producer, and I'm downstairs, and I see Dennis McNamara and Malibu mm -hmm. Sue. Oh my God, that's right? great. And and every, and anyone that knows LAR and, and I I I encourage. Have you seen the movie Dare to Be Different? I did. I loved okay, it. Okay, amazing. So I encourage everyone to watch it. Uh, Ellen Goldfarb did it. Um, I got a an, uh, a credit. I I actually believe it or not, I had recorded hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of WLAR on cassette tape, and uh -huh. literally I had those cassette tapes um, dubbed onto discs, and those discs were used in the movie, and they gave me an audio archivist title credit in the movie That's <laughs> so a great. lot of the music you hear is 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 me as a 20 year old recording lir uh, there are so... certain songs that they will play on first wave and because i had recorded them on cassette yeah. their voice would come in at the end so i'm waiting for like uh you know malibu Sue to say something i could still sing her her uh intro yeah. i won't but uh, <laughs> you know i listen to them every day they are such a part of my um you know life and and influence in music um you know they've introduced me to so many different artists um and and um i i believe when we met that that was something you and i probably had yeah because I, I and yeah. again i still talk to talk talk about it this the, to this day but so i'm down there so i see sue and, and dennis and and it was so cool because i was a 20 year old kid listening to lir doing the thing and now i'm working at nbc and i was a little punk you know a little kid but I see them and they're waiting on the line, probably the VIP, either the VIP, I'm assuming it was the VIP line or whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 you come with me. And I took them off the line 
probably walk, you know, we, we walked right through security. I brought him upstairs to the green room. So I, I'm, for all that, maybe you were there. I don't know at that time, but who, whoever was, and, and yeah. for you, anyone I would let in. So, I love God. you, Dave. You oh, know, God I didn't, oh, I never you gave so you much. any problem. God. No, no, God bless you. You never did. Um, so I brought him into the green room and then I went and got them sodas. I was like, do you want some food? I, pr I probably went to the, to the, uh, commissary. We had those machines on, on seven, which, you know, they had like food. They had food yeah. Oh, that's true. They did have food. food they, they did. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, that's true. I just remember them getting sodas. So it's true on, on the eighth floor, for those that don't know in the, there's a set of doors all the way to the left-hand side of the studio. As you're looking in, they always mm -hmm. had a food table right, right right across from the control room yeah uh, so people always grab food yeah so maybe i grabbed food from there i don't remember but but it was so cool and it was and it gives me again it's like it's gonna tear up it's like the fact that i was able to take my heroes and yeah. pull them off the line bring them upstairs put them in the green room give them the best uh experience and again god knows who was in that green room uh mm. that came into them even though of course they've they've obviously met every you know musical act in the world um, but it was such a great, it was such a great feeling to do that. And that was in that green room. So it was just, it, it was incredible. So anyway, I, I, me... I just, uh, the other, the other thing I have to say that I think it's hilarious is uh, what was the name of the office where you sent people tickets? You got the uh, request. There was right. a name for it. Oh, um, the name. well, we had guest relations is, is what was it guest I guess yeah, maybe yeah. it was guest relations. Yeah. Cause we uh, worked, but, you know, different, relations. that was an assignment too. And so different people would run the guest yeah. relations and you would get a shift writing you know sending people tickets right like they would say hi i'm gonna be in new york from this day and and they were all in piles and you don't know how many times my friends went to snl and letterman <laughs> because i was like okay yeah this person asked for i i had friends who were like um i got letterman tickets in the mail did you say i was just putting people right. up there just to send them you know like i had my pile of tickets i had to get rid of them so, um, yeah, there were quite a few people who went to see Letterman because of me, because I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to, I know your address by, uh, by heart. And but isn't that funny? I mean, enjoy. it really is funny. And again, you know, again, being, you know, quote unquote, you know, we're, we're at the bottom of the totem pole, but literally we're the ones that literally are the ones putting these tickets in the, in the, um, computer at that time. And the fact is, I'm sure that you were not the only one uh, to do that. I'm sure that probably no, a million people yeah, probably have to do that. But it's so perks. funny. You're getting paid $10 right. an hour and you're wearing polyester. So, yes, there have to be perks. And, and, and you know, the experience should be a good one. I hope it's still a good one. It was a great one for me. There were very few things that I can say, oh, this terrible thing happened. Um, you know, it, it, it was a fantastic experience i'm still close with a lot of the pages that were there when when i was a, a page i'm really close friends with carrie jackson she lives oh, in yonkers yeah. wow. we get together all the time i saw her last week i was at her apartment last week wow. um you know th there are people that are like stars to me as far as like keeping in touch um beth meyer uh, Missy, yeah, uh, the, the, the whole Lonnie, Lonnie. Uh, Tim, who was another black page who I love, uh, Christy Crawford, like my oh, sister. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, I love her. Like my, I haven't seen I have her to say, years. all these people you're mentioning, they're so, like, it, literally, they're such good people. And our group, we did have a real, I mean, in my opinion, we had a really good group. Um, it was pretty, it was pretty uh, crazy. And actually, on that note, it's a good segue. 
um, we we had such a good group that um, people it was like uh, it was like Fantasy Island or 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 The Bachelorette or or whatever. Did were there any <laughs> were there any hookups that you recall? Yeah, well, we'll how get friendly. to that. But before I got, I have to do a few more shout outs before. Oh, sure. like, I don't want anybody to be mad. Oh, okay, at me. sure. Um, Barry Elise Barry was Elise. not. She was not a page when I was. She had left the program, but she was still working in the building. And I think the first time I met her, she scolded me. She was like, you're not supposed to take it. But it wasn't scolding. It was like, watch out. Like, you could get in trouble. She right. was like, don't bring them over, whatever. You may get, you know, right. like like if um, Janet, if, if they find out about it, you could get in trouble. Right. So she was really trying to warn me. Right. But And I was, I was kind of like, uh, I think I felt reprimanded. But we later became really good friends. We're still good friends. Like my kids and I used to go stay at her house wow. in Westport, and like she would barbecue for us and take wow. us out. Like we're really good friends. She's in Florida now, she and I miss comed- her. Was she doing comedy? Was it? Was she doing? Comedy yeah, she's no? di- she, she has comedy. a podcast. She does right. comedy. She's amazing. Right, she's okay. just one of those people. And she and Laura Dedona. Laura Dedona was from my oh, era, the yeah. time. And Dedona, that let me tell you something. That is my girl. Wow. I love Dedona. I love Laura. She's amazing. We're still in touch. She lives in Westchester, and she's a mom, and she's busy. But we talk all the time. Um, I'm trying to say, oh, Andrew Bogdan. He's the all uh, all the hookups going on. I never hooked up with anybody. He knows I would have hooked up with him. <laughs> totally. I love him, and he is also someone who, over the years, when I didn't have work would reach out and say, hey, like, you know, how can I help? Right. So Bogdan, as as much as like he was really popular and, you know, really good looking guy, just wonderful person and someone who I'm so happy that we're connected. And I have seen him uh, at page reunions and and Anthony Triano. I mean, just like Kevin Gattino. Like these are all people who have like done stuff for me when I needed tickets to something or, Right. Like really, really great people. And then some who I never see, who I wonder about, like I see them on Facebook, Ayala Cohen, who was at SNL for oh, so many yeah. years. That's right. Just lovely. Just a yeah. lovely person. Um, Stephanie, who we called Raging Cajun. I mean, I mean, just a great Tony Burton I've, I've run into. Um, just really, and he's really an agent. He, he became a really big agent, right? And yeah, like he's yeah. like a very successful yeah. agent and was always kind to me. Like I didn't have anybody who was like nasty to me, but getting to the hookup. Yeah. Have you ever heard the woman who's like, ain't nobody got time for that? Uh, I'll there's say there's yes, this woman who her famous <laughs> thing is, ain't nobody got time for that. I didn't have time for it. I was right. a little bit older. And I was more interested in dating somebody with a real job right. than somebody who made $10 like me. So I was like, Mm-mm, you know, and right. I saw some drama go on with this, some love triangle, some craziness. And I just sat there like eating popcorn going. That, yeah, that, you know. Actually, that alone could be a, a, a show, a series. The, the, really the romance of the pages, they would never, it would never fly, but um that literally there was a lot of uh like if those uh that lounge can talk the walls oh, yeah i oh, mean yeah. and you know again you know people for those listening um the page lounge was well for, for the most part pages we could access the building 24 hours a day seven days a week right. there was a page lounge on the mezzanine level and there was a locker room and there were showers yes, so there were locker and we, rooms 
There was a shower. By the way, I never stepped in that shower. I just went home. Oh no, thank <laughs> you. And and the lounge, those those. Uh, by the time I got there, we probably had the same sofas you guys had, oh, yeah. and I sat very carefully <laughs> on those sofas because I'm sure there was there was stuff going on in in the uh, in the lounge. But um, it was also like it would then come out like this person dated this person, but now he's dating this person. And then the two girls were like, you get, you know, he was my guy. I mean, there was just craziness with some, and it was like the same pages. Like there was a group of pages right. who just could not like keep it in their pants or whatever. And, and were getting involved in these like um, scandalous, uh, you know, things that, again, I was just rolling that people would run up to me. Oh, did you hear so-and-so and so-and-so? And I'd just be like, I don't have that. Really? I'm from New York. Like, I don't need, I, I've got a date with like an investment banker. Like, I don't. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it, it, it's very funny to me how, how those things worked out. But the best romance story, of course, is um, my other two favorite pages, Eric Halpin and Pam Schechter, Shecky. Uh, the two of them started dating. They were so cute and so sweet. And they've been married over oh. 30 years now and have two that's sons. That's right. Yeah. And right. we actually had a page reunion with Sally Patience in London. Oh, wow. uh, five years ago, I went to London with my now husband and met up with them at the Puzzle Monkey and took great pictures. And, uh, you know, like Pam has uh, another person who and Eric have reached out and said, how can we help Pam and I have gotten together for lunch? Uh, she was doing work, I think, with United Way or Red Cross, one of those humanitarian groups. And, um, you know, we would get together. And, and when my daughter went to uh, look at schools and was looking at, um, oh, God, I can't think of the name of the school now because I'm old. But her son was there and, like, met my daughter and you know, met us and showed walked around with us and was just lovely and then when my daughter my oldest daughter india was in london her oldest son was in london and they got together and he took her out which was really wow. sweet so it's like it, it is like that group that that the elks or or the you know any any association or or group that you belong to these people are lifetime friends wow. they're like you can count on them you can reach out to them during covid um, Dodona was doing, um, she was doing screening for, uh, for, you know, COVID test, like, like, mm -hmm. um, calling people that had had COVID to like help them. And, yeah. uh, you know, I was, I at one point wanted to apply and she was like, oh, call me. And she was walking me through like what you need to do. So I, I have to say it has been helpful in job interviews. It has been helpful, you know, that connection has has been oh wait i know somebody my, my daughter wanted to see uh, a rock group on uh seth meyer mm -hmm. and i was able to call somebody who was like uh you know oh yeah right. we'll 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 put tickets aside right. um you know so so i think it's that connection that you're forever part nobody no one for the rest of my life will ever be able to take away that i was an nbc page Right. It's something that an achievement that I'm very proud of. My family is proud of. My kids are proud of. Um, and it, it made me, uh, got me to where I am today, which is, you know, right now, just like freelancing. But it, I consider my life, life successful. And that's a big, huge 
part of it. Yeah. And you even, and, and again, like you, when you left being a page, um, nightly news, uh, people magazine, us, uh, or us magazine, us magazine. And, um, even Matt Lauer, you went today in New York, you, you, you worked for, yeah. Like I left the page forever at the time I was there. When you were there, it was 18 months. I think when I was there, it was 12. They had, remember, they changed the program and made it yeah, shorter. I wasn't, and uh, they did that, I think, so that more people could, they could get more pages oh, in. Okay. okay. You know, by shortening the program, they were able to, right. uh, you know, give the opportunity to more people. And I left after nine months. I left in March. I started in June, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. January, February, March. Yeah, like nine or 10 months in. Like I only had a couple more months left. And I left because WNBC, I think Paula had called me and was like, look, we need somebody for to work the, um, you know, today in New York, we've got a new anchor coming with Jane. Mm-hmm. And it was Matt. And I have to tell you, he was wonderful. I'm not discounting anything right. he did to anyone else. But right. in 1993, Matt Lauer saw a young woman who was, one of the producers, who well, I'm sure is probably dead now because he was <laughs> obese. And you probably know who I'm talking about. And he was just nasty. And he didn't want to do the shift. Mm. You know, it was a rotating shift. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he was pissed he had the shift. And you can't take it out on the, on the producer. You can't take it out on the other people. So who do you take it out on? You take it out on the peon who just left the page program, who's running scripts, who literally is sitting there ripping scripts. Right. And he was so awful to me. And I was in the control room crying once. Oh, no. And Matt walked over and he said, what's, what's wrong? And I said, I will say his name because he's probably dead anyway. It was just the first name, but his name was Bob. Do you know who I'm talking about? I think I think I may. Yeah. Um, he just was a nasty person. And... Um, he, you know, I was like, Rob, yelled at me. <laughs> and he walked to the back of the control room because, you know, they do the cut-ins during the Today Show. Yeah. So we have to wait till 8.45, until 8.15, you know, to do the cut-ins. So it was between those cut-ins. And he walked back and he said, don't you ever talk to her like that. Mm. You, you know, you talk to her the way that, I, oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Brooke, I'm sorry. I didn't mean mm. to, you know. And I never had any problems with him after that. And I kind of was sitting there like, you know, like sticking my tongue out, like, ha ha, you know, you're not allowed to talk to me that way. But um, that was interesting because when people, when I see people complain about, oh, and I had to work through this and uh, right. it's called paying your dues. Right. I did those overnight things where we had to check the commercials because I wanted extra money. They would offer it to us. I worked till two o'clock in the morning and at today in New York, we were there at 3 a.m. Right. And there were nights where, because I had a life, I would go out with my friends to parties and li- literally bring my clothes, like wear the clothes yeah. I was going to wear. Yep. And it was funny because Matt and Jane would come in and they'd be like, somebody didn't go home. Right. And I'd be like, yeah, I just said, what's the point? What was the point of me going home and taking a nap? Yep. And they'd be like, oh, okay, okay. We, I guess we better get you some Coca-Cola or some coffee or something because you've been up all night. Um, you know, it, 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 it was rough. It was rough having that kind of nighttime work. And while everybody else is up, you're sleeping. And while everybody else is oh, sleeping, yeah. you're up. 
And it's called paying your dues. I paid my dues. So when, when people say to me, oh, oh, you don't want to work weekends. You don't want, I worked weekends for years. Right, right. I worked weekends at NBC News. I brought Brian Williams in, okay? I worked the, the, the 3 a.m. shift. There's no more paying dues. I've paid my dues. And I think that it's a great opportunity, the PAGE program, to really pay your dues, to wear that uniform, to wear it with pride, to take some shit from people. Right. And to learn how to handle yourself and then pass it on by being a mentor, right. by being uh, encouraging other pages when you meet them. If you're at NBC, look, we had a page at Nightly News. We had somebody who, who worked with us. We had people who came into the weekend show. I was kind to them. And I'd take them aside and I'd say, hey, if I saw them doing effing up, I'd say, look, you know, you're representing this program and you don't, this is, don't ruin this opportunity. Right. And people did that for me, too. So, you know, that, that, it, that's important to me. And even the things that happen that are embarrassing, like uh, you, you had brought it up, but then we went somewhere else. I, you know, I, I was playing softball in the hallway with Letterman. Right. And those shoot, you know, most people, uh, girls that did it, if, if you had the page assignment, you knew this was part of the thing. Right. And they bring sneakers. I'm wearing these heels and trying to catch a ball and I slipped and fell right on my ass. Wow. And Letterman took me to the nurse. Teresa. He took me out to Teresa. Teresa. Remember Teresa? Yep, she I did. Hair, yep. She was on the show all the time. Yep. Um, but he took me up and people are in the hallways. I think she was on seven, wasn't the cafeteria? Yeah, yep. and, she was right across the and cafeteria. She, right. So he walked me up the stairs and walked past everybody and was like, Teresa, you got to take care of this. She fell. I just want to make sure you're okay. I came back 10 minutes later. He's like, are you okay? I just want to make sure. Um, The other thing I don't tell a lot of people because it didn't work was I asked Lori, I asked David and Lori together for a letter for graduate school. And they wrote it. Wow. Wow. They wrote it. Wow. It must have been a tough year or maybe they thought it was a joke uh, where I applied. I will not mention the institution. But um, I also had it. My other letter was from Gabe Pressman. Oh, and Gabe, God, I love him. I loved him. He was he was another gem. Talk about a newsman's newsman. He was the oh he, he was the, the newsman. Right, exactly. It he was, was the uh, essential like like news person. And he was like, yeah, sure. You know, you should go. And what's amazing is I ended up not going to grad school. And when I went back a year later. And was consider I, I had been at nightly in a, a year, and I was considering doing it. I sat down with Brokaw and I said, "Look, like, are you guys cool if I do this? I'm ready to apply again. I think I'm ready to do it now." And at the time, this was what he said was very um, appropriate. He said, "We will support you. You can work part time. We will give you money." He said, "Everyone in that program." who then comes here, the apprentice, you know, it wasn't the PAGE program, it was like a graduate, like mm-hmm. after you got out of um, Columbia J or NYU, um, he said, they all want your job and you're here. Yep. And that made sense that I wasn't really going to glean anything. Like I was getting my education on the job. Right. And it's funny because now you really do, I think um, in the last 10 years, you need that master's degree. Sometimes I regret not having a master's, but I worked, I was a director of alumni services at the CUNY Graduate School of Journalism. 
And I saw the necessity for it. Mm. I saw why people went to graduate school. If not just for the opportunity of better placement work-wise. But, you know, because I'd been a page, that was kind of my graduate school. Right. Yeah. And again, yeah. just, just the ability to, to get that experience. And, and I must say it's, you know, and again, you, you know, you're an inspiration to people that, that are listening or, you know, the fact is that, that you busted your hump and you worked your tail off and you did all these things. Um, it was not easy, but you really should be so proud because, and, and it's just, it, it, it sounds like a great life. I mean, you did so much stuff and you really worked so hard and, um, that really is. I, I will so say that I will say that absolutely. I paid my dues and that it was tough, but it was fun. Tough. Yeah, there are jobs fun. out there where it's like tough and you're fighting fires yeah. and it's not fun. Right. right, right. Um, this was fun. This was yeah. interesting. This was uh, an experience of a lifetime. And I mean, I remember going to LA and they had got me tickets to see Jay Leno. So I went to the oh. Jay Leno show and he comes out before the show and talks to people. Is there anybody here from New York? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm from New York. And I was like, actually, I'm an NBC. I, I'm a page there. And he was like, oh, wow. Uh-oh. We have pages on the West Coast, too. And they probably, you know, are rival. Like, it was just funny. Right. Like, um, I got to do so many things. And I got so many connections and got to do so much networking. And I still enjoy talking to people like you talking to my friends who I was pages with, talking to the people who, I mean, Beth and Missy called me on my birthday last year and they were in the Bahamas. Wow. And, and, and just, just to say hi to me because they're right. best friends and they've been best friends for 30 years. Like things like that, that I'm like, my page sisters didn't forget me when I'm going through something that, you know, I'm very vocal about my life. And if I, I'm saying what I'm going through, like these are people who, have gone on, you know, my Facebook page and said, what do you need? Or, you know, DM'd me or said, you know, I'm praying for you or I'm thinking of you. And, um, you know, that's really like a, a wonderful thing to be able to have. And I really can't wait. Um, now that COVID is pretty much like done, that to do another page reunion, like meet in Midtown and uh, you know, I want Kathy Griffin to join us because she was our mother. She was like oh, she the was mother great. hen there. Yep. She was yeah. so, can I tell you something? I did, I'm going to start crying. Mm-hmm. I, I have to tell Kathy to listen to this. I have said this to her. I've DM'd her and said this. She was so influential and so supportive of me. Uh, when it was time to go for the assignments, I didn't have a resume. I'd never had a resume. I worked in retail mm-hmm. before that. And she sat down with me for hours and helped me make a resume. My first resume, Kathy Griffin. Thank you, Kathy. I will always love Kathy because of that. She didn't have to, she stayed, she had a daughter. She still stayed. She stayed after I had finished my tour. We were probably there till 6.30. She was supposed to leave at like 4.35. She stayed with me and she typed my resume and printed it out for me she's amazing and she is my number one fan when i do when i post pictures of my daughter there's kathy oh my god brooke you must be so proud your daughters are so beautiful and from her that's gold yeah that's gold so people like her you know 
how blessed was I to be able to be in that program, to be with such fantastic people who just were lovely. Mm. We're just Denise, uh, who I ran into last year, who was another black page who, who was amazing. Um, just the, the fact we'll that- You mentioned Mary Frisbee, who was one of the managers of the department. Right, you I, with Mary? of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, and Mary was, again, fantastic. She was... Um, uh, and what was the... Yeah. Um, God, it, it's a V. Vivian, Vivian, uh, the, the, with, with the hair and the Princess Leia. Oh. Black woman. I actually ran into her years ago. Something she with a took v. over. Well, do you remember the... Well, we'll have to let Brian Grossman uh, tell the story if he wants to tell it. Um, mm -hmm. She took over... In, for well, we had Mary Rothschild. Who right, again, right. Mary was there. I will, mm -hmm. I will officially. Um, and again, we'll we'll wrap up in a couple of minutes. And Mary um, was great. Mary was great. Yeah. By the way, I'm going to give a shout out to Mary. I mean, Mary was was also so helpful to me. Every time I had a problem, I would go and sit in her. She probably was like, "Oh, here comes cats again," you know. But I would sit <laughs> and talk to her in her office forever. You had uh, Janice Panino, who was amazing. Right. You had Chris Sulger, who was a manager at the time. You had Kathy Griffin. Um, yeah. that was the, and then at some point, so for me, Vivian, it was Mary Janice was, was a little more distant. It was Mary, Kathy, Chris, Brian. Bru oh, okay. That yeah. So the, things, yeah, things had moved along. Right. Right. And I guess at some point Vivian, this woman came Vivian, Vivian, I, 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 I don't know with her somewhere. I, I can't, yeah. Vivian, Veronica, something like that. So, yeah. She came in and. I guess at the tail end of whatever, I don't remember. I don't know who she replaced, but, uh, but Brian Grossman has a, has a doozy of a story. If he ever wants to tell it. Oh um, no, please do tell what. No, no, what I, I have to, no, no, I have to let him tell you it. You have to let him tell it. Yeah. He'd kill me. Um, but him, God, I, and I gotta, we gotta get him on the show. Cause he's, he's got a million stories. So tell me about Bill Cosby and one of the um, infamous SNL uh, shows, and then we're going to wrap it, up. So it was, was not SNL. It was not SNL. Um, I was after. I think you were part of the group that did the Cosby Show, but then he did a spinoff with Theo. The son Theo like had okay. gone off into the world. It was called Here and Now, and it was it it lasted one like I think they were a mid season replacement and like had six episodes and that's it. But um. We all went to the famous Kaufman Astoria studio. Yes, they yeah. sent us there in cars. I and... never got to go there. Uh, everyone, no, tons you didn't of, I never, out of, I, you know, maybe because I was the white guy. <laughs> I never, no, is that funny? I, I never, pictures on the set. Come on. Really? Isn't that funny? I never, out of all of the things that I did, I never was asked to work Cosby, which is weird. But wow. Anyway. Yeah. Well, but you was... did a lot. So maybe I they did, were trying I did, to get yeah. some crumbs to. Right. So they sent us over and it's, you know, I'd never been there and so many films were done there. So it's already fascinating that you're going to like this amazing iconic studio. Yeah. And um, so Cosby was not on the show, but Malcolm Jamal Warner was and some okay. up and coming, uh, like he was a counselor for kids. So there were a bunch of kids on the show and all these stage moms and what have you. And, you know, our job was, you don't realize how long it takes to do a show like that. They have so many takes. They're trying to do an episode. It takes, it, you could get there at 11 o'clock in the morning and at 11 o'clock at night, you're still there. Right. So 
what would happen is like the kids would mess up or they'd have to do another take and Bill Cosby was producing the show because it was a Cosby production. Right. And so we didn't get to see him like acting, but he was in their control room and on the set. And he was, I, I mean, all of us were just in shock because he's like America's dad. He's right. Bill Cosby. Right. I wish he was my dad. <laughs> and he was so nasty. Mm. Yelling at the kids. Yelling at the people. Why the fuck is this? And we're going, oh, he said fuck. You know, oh like, like, he was never. Right. Um, he just was like angry, not nice. Like yelling at the other producers, yelling at people, yelling at the actors. And like we were scared. Wow. We were scared because to see this person who you look up to. So when the allegations later came out, no surprise. I was like, yeah, that <laughs> I like, sounds like And that. I wonder what happened to him later in life. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, like we saw this really, uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, we saw this other side of him that was wow. like unbelievable. And it really kind of, even though I, for years, still enjoyed watching the Cosby show and still enjoy watching it. It's, it's part of my life. Um, my opinion about him changed greatly. Yeah, of course. And so again, when I so started hearing, and he's a womanizer, and I'm like, that doesn't sound to me like so far from what I right. saw, the control, the anger, the right. the power, like it was not sweet Dr. Huxtable. It was like a totally different side. And had I not been a page, maybe I'd think differently and be like, not Bill Cosby. Right. He's America's right. dad. Like I, I got to see that side of it because I did two or three shows that, you know, they sent us to do, or maybe two shows, but like I did it a few times and um, it, it was, it was uh, not a pleasant experience when it came to him. Everything else was very cool because it was like, Oh, you know, I got to like see this show being taped and, right. you know, I'd never been, uh, to right. something like that where it was like a sitcom you know when you're in um 30 rock it's mostly news shows live shows like uh you know talk shows and um things like that anyway my my thing just died so we oh, okay. got through it <laughs> okay no <laughs> fantastic most of it okay actually no let me just um could you hear me at least uh, a little bit yeah I'm, yeah I can't i'm just gonna have you just just quickly tell me about Sinead o'connor the day you worked oh, oh, that was something. That was something that, like, you talk about live TV and, oh, my God. Um, we, uh, I was there the night doing the SNL uh, talent, and she ripped that picture. And I remember standing by the, I was standing by the paycheck. Everybody was like, she did it during the rehearsal, but she ripped a picture of a kid. Like, like the song was like, children are starving and the world is terrible. And so we were expecting her to rip something, but uh -huh. not that. So yeah. you should have seen people scrambling and, and the craziness. And all I could think was, oh, this is going to be a fun after party. <laughs> like, you, I guess she yeah. won't be showing. <laughs> were you in the, were you in the studio? Were you in the I studio? Was, I was the, at or... the page desk outside the doors oh, okay. that go into the studio. Wow. And we were watching on the monitors. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I guess he's not coming. Right. And I guess she waited for her second song because, you know, they do two songs. Yeah, right. But, um, yeah, it was it was mayhem. And it's funny because, like, I recently watched a documentary on her and I was like, oh, yeah, I was there. <laughs> you know, right, isn't that? Yeah, it was mayhem. It was total mayhem.
That wasn't the show that Dice Clay was on as well, was it? No, they weren't. That was. I don't think so. I think maybe, um, strangely enough, I think Mick Jagger might have been the host. Oh, really? We should okay. look that up. I don't remember. Yeah. Look that, you know what? I'm going to look so that up right now. Oh, okay. what was the, who was the host on the Sinead O'Connor? Well, uh, <laughs> suffice to say, she was not invited back. Right. And that, um, and that was really the begin- beginning of the end of her career for the most part, um, which is, you know, that, that, that was a, that which was is sad a, because she's extremely talented. And nowadays if somebody did something like that, you'd just be like, Oh, that's offensive, but they wouldn't get canceled. It, yeah. There would be, you know, they would look into the reason why, Oh, it's because the Pope, the, you know, the Catholic excuse me, church did this or whatever. Right, I'm right. trying to see who the host was that night. Cause I remember Dice Clay and Sinead O'Connor during our tenure there. It was. Yeah. Was it that it was? Was it? Wait, no, 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 no. Hang on. O'Connor was originally scheduled to appear May 12th, but withdrew in protest when Andrew Dice Clay was named the host. Oh, he okay. would sub- subsequently ap- appear twice more on September 29th, 1990, and October 3rd, 1992, which is when I was doing the oh, okay. program. Wow. That was when I was. Uh... So, wait, who was the host? Tim Robbins. Oh, okay. Who was the host? And it's funny, nobody, she, of course, she was supposed to be on when when um, Andrew Dice Clay was on. And yeah. um, and that was a disaster. I remember, unfortunately, I was sick that I was supposed to work that show and I was sick. And Nora Dunn, I guess, quit like she she refused to work that night because he was the host. And that all that ho- that. Why, episode, though? Because he's so nasty. Well, that was the thing. Pe- comedy. Or something? Right. I personally and, and yeah, personally, I, you know, he it's just a shtick i mean really look back at his comedy i personally i don't really see what the problem was but but he i mean i I remember him in pretty in pink do you remember he was like the bouncer in pretty in pink uh i think i do and then i know he did the ford fairlane movie after that like Mm -hmm. his own movie but he was you know he was just a guy with a shtick i don't think you know i don't I don't want to. I don't want to offend either side who may be listening. But, but, but you know what's amazing yeah. now, and 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 why I say why shouldn't Sinead? I mean, I know she's fallen on very hard times. Why she shouldn't be able to come back? Look, uh, Andrew Dice Clay was in um, A Star Is Born with Lady Gaga. He played her father, and he was fantastic. Right. And he was right. in Woody Allen's um, Something Blue uh, with uh, Kate. Uh, can't think of her name now, but um, he, and he was fantastic in that. Right. So yeah, exactly. I, I didn't think have people her, deserve yeah. to be able to come back from stuff, um, yeah. except Matt Lauer. I don't think he'll ever come back. It's unfortunate um, for him, and it's unfortunate what he did to those women. Right, but actually, I don't think there's any coming back for him. And and you know that'll be good. I'm gonna I'll mention something about Matt, and then we'll we'll wrap up. Okay. Matt, it's funny when and I think you have the same thing. You know, Matt, when I was there, um, and he, I've said this before, he. He basically was going to go trim trees um, because he couldn't find a job after leaving uh, Channel Nine, and yeah. he he literally remember sp- uh, Linda Dana wasn't he a, a, a broadcast yeah, news broadcast, broadcast nine was, uh, or something broadcast, like that uh, nine broadcast plaza plaza yeah he was doing exactly so he said and he personally told me the story he said he was driving home and he saw a sign for a trim tree a, a tree trimming company. And he right. and it said, you know, so he literally called, left a message on the machine. Then he's home and the phone rings. And it was Bill Bolster who said, um, you know, would you want to come do this today in New York show? So he was literally going to go trim trees. 
got the Today in New York show gig. And then, to, mm -hmm. you know, in fairness to Matt, and again, it's like, it's like, Matt, what the hell happened? He was so nice. He was he so really nice. He really was. He was and, the and nicest. And we're not discounting what happened to right, those exactly, We're right. not well, saying it didn't exactly, happen. What right. we're saying is we saw a different side of him and it's shocking right. hearing that. Believable. Right. But like, that's not what we saw. Right. In 1992, is it right around that yeah, time? He came, no, he came or whatever. Uh, and literally, like when I came to the show, it was like 1993, March, March of okay. 1993. Yeah. So he and, and it was funny because the Today in New York uh, artwork, all of the promotion came out of my department. So I worked on all the Today in, in New York. Matter of fact, it's really funny. Maybe I'll share it with you. I, Although I, actually that is weird. I have a photo that I did of him and Jane Hansen, uh -huh. which, which um, I'll show you maybe at some, but yeah, it was, it was a very racy, it was a very racy photo now that I'm thinking about it, but which maybe was a precursor to what happened if I showed you the photo. Um, but you know what's amazing? Where's Jane now? I haven't seen Jane in years. Yeah, she TV. does. Yeah, I see her on Facebook. Uh, Jane, if you're listening, and it's funny, I reached out to her. And she was times. lovely, by the way. She was, she was, she was. Um, she's doing her own thing now. I'd love to 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 do something with her. But but in any case, Matt Lauer at that time, not to discount everything that came after, but in, in fairness to him, I was very proud of him because I knew him from day one. He really became this ginormous success. And he was very, he was the nicest guy and he was always very you know patient and down nice. to earth and down to earth and, and, he was and really, really i remember they had him fill in a few times to do the news for ann curry or whoever was doing it and i was like you're gonna be on the today show and he was like no 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 i'm here you know maybe i'll go somewhere else right. i was like you're gonna be huge because he was handsome and yeah. he was charming yeah you know yeah. i think things go to your head i don't know what happened to him what he did was wrong I believe all, every woman that said he did something. I believe them. I, I need to make that clear that just because at a time in my life he was kind to me doesn't mean he didn't do those things. Right. No, I totally agree. And and we we I wound up meeting his wife at the time, who I guess Annette is it Annette? Annette, but, yeah, uh, she's yeah. Dutch. Yeah, she's and done, I guess. <laughs> no yeah, and done. The, no, no Way done. The, uh, but like, guess what? But, There's someone for everyone. He has a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. I have not yeah. yet seen him in the Hamptons. If I saw him, I would probably speak to him, and it would be hard for me not to ask him what happened. I would, I would pull a Letterman. I'd say to him, do you remember with, uh, with, um, with, uh, with the hooker. Uh, yeah. No, no. In, in, on Letterman, when, when, um, actually, it was was Eddie Murphy was Eddie no, Murphy. No, no, no. Or was it Hugh Grant. It was, Hugh, um, Grant. It was Jay, Hugh Grant. Yeah, right. Jay Leno. Okay, it was Jay Leno. Yeah. yeah uh -huh. Jay Leno's ratings. He was trailing Letterman the entire forever. And then when he had Hugh Grant on and Leno said to him, what the hell were you thinking? Letterman, right. th th that day forward, Leno led. If I saw yeah. Matt, I would say to him, Matt, what the hell were you thinking? Like, that's what I would say to him. And I would love to hear his side of the story. And I would love him to say, Dave, I totally screwed up like that was like i totally i don't know what happened Look, his but... whole thing it, it inspired an apple tv show the more um, the morning show that's oh, all okay. about what i mean it's based basically on that Lauer. that's funny yeah i never i never uh oh, never but I, I if you have it. apple tv watch it oh really it's, it's brilliant and it's jennifer aniston reese witherspoon um and uh from the office steve uh Carell? Carell, yeah. What is his name? 
Yes, um, yeah. He plays the Matt Lauer role. Oh, that's funny. Wow. It's, it's fantastic. Wow. If you have well, Apple TV, I highly recommend it. Okay. Well, I'll have to see. And I'll, uh, yeah, actually, I'll definitely check it out. And um, yeah, so, so again, yeah, we certainly don't pardon or, or make, you know, for what Matt did. Um, and it's a shame, you know, it's just a shame because he really was a great, I was very, I was so excited for him because he, he was, he was pulling in big money and the whole thing and blah. Okay, I and he went, you know. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. They both died. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Well, we'll wrap it up because uh, you can't hear me. And I guess. No, I can hear you. I oh, can you can. Oh, great. It, okay. Went, okay. it went to the computer, so I'm fine. Okay. Um, but we'll wrap, you know, we'll, we'll wrap it up. So is there anything else we'll, we'll. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on? I again, I can't thank you enough for for taking some time. These stories. I can't so thank fantastic. you enough for having me on the show. I actually contacted you because I was like, wait a minute, like why haven't I been on the show? Dave's yeah. a friend of mine. We've known each other forever. I just want you to know something, Dave. I'm very proud of you. I'm proud to be your friend. Um, I want to thank you for being there for the beginning of my career and helping to mold and guide me, and and encourage me and support me in being a page because you were there even when I was when I was in the program I was still running into you because you you know when I was at Letterman you were at, at WNBC and just seeing you in the building and I know you have your own page um, involvement and what have you that we won't go into but you have your own page relationships and I just want you to know I've always thought you were kind and thank god for you thank god the you are a gift to the page program you are a gift to former current um pages anybody who wants to be a page who's looking to be a page you have never been anything but helpful you know like like you're a person that somebody you're not gonna be like oh i don't want to talk to you like if i know if somebody heard about your show and called you and said i'm interested in the page program you would take time to talk to them i know you would Wow, that's and, so, I, I, that's I'm 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 humbled and I, it's so sweet of you to say. I mean, I can't I can't thank you enough. And I'm 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 literally thrilled that I was able to like whatever I did to to help you because again, like I and told I'm, you that. I'm don't proud act of you. Like, don't act I, like I didn't tell you. I've told I'm you. So, I'm so proud of all the things you've done. Like like it's so amazing because again, just like you know, like I'm. I follow you on Facebook and see all the things you do. And I'm like, so proud. Like it makes, I feel like a proud Papa, you know, like to watch you do all these things. And again, when you started at 20 years old and you, you know, maybe were nervous because we all, you know, I had internships when I was little and, you know, I, I, it was, you know, you walk into these places and you, you literally are like, you feel this small, you, don't you do. Know, it's scary. You don't know what's going on. And, 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 and actually, to this day, even 30 years later, over 30 years later, I still go back and thank, I thank like every single person that I come across that, that I knew back then as well, because it was that it was them who supported me, who helped me, who guided me. Um, we had a, I had a, um, a party uh, for my show in New York uh, for Wow, I never knew that, which if anyone wants to watch tomorrow at nine and- uh, uh, Which show? Uh, wow, I never knew that. Okay. Uh, airs, what, what is it on? Please, it, we want you to promote. Yeah, it airs. It airs tomorrow at nine p.m. on Channel Twenty Five or NYC Life. It's on the okay, twenty. What is on, that on, like YouTube TV? Because that's what I have. Like, do you well, know? it's you could download the app. Okay. Uh, NYC Media, 
and watch. They post the show after it airs. Uh, so the first couple episodes are there, and the, you know every okay. Tuesday at nine they had a, a new one. And what but, about um, the dating show? And the dating show, believe it or not, that well, Wow, I never knew that airs tomorrow at nine on NYC Life. But it also okay. airs if you just Google Wow, I never knew that. It's on, it's on everything. It's on like okay, uh, you know, uh, it's on. So Roku, I, the, I, I'll the be Roku able channel. to find it. Yeah, do you have the Roku channel? The Roku channel. Um, I don't. We we have Claudia TV, so I don't have Roku. Uh, well, you could. I think it's free. It's it's all. It's if you download the Roku app, if you download, um, if you just Google Wow, I never knew that. It's on everywhere. But Date okay. Wide Wait also is on a lot of like Zoom. And TV, you won so. an Emmy for or Emmy. I did. For, yeah, we. Yeah, that's for, fantastic for, um, for for those things. But uh, and but I anyways. also I'm happy for you because you seem to have a, a beautiful lovely wonderful uh partner now too so i think that that's yes, karen yes it was funny we we didn't met well it was funny because i was going to mention i could mention it uh about the, please the, 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 i don't know romance. her i've just seen pictures no i was going to say the <laughs> karen is awesome um but when we talked about the romance which i know you just sort of alluded to um yeah. about being a page i'll just tell a funny story um, please please the, because the very, i didn't want to out you yeah I want no you no to it's hear, okay and it's i very was, if you notice i did not mention any names of the people in those threesomes the, yeah. the love triangles and the, not threesomes, but love triangles i did not mention their names this was a good it's a good story the very long story short a woman named eleni uh, i know who started, eleni, she was yeah, a page after me i'm telling one I'm telling people for the for those okay. that thing. So a girl started in this building, and if Eleni's out there, that that'll be that'll be uh, it's a long story. But uh, Eleni came into this building, and the and the word on the street was there's this girl Eleni that works right. at Thirty Rock. Okay. And and me being, you know, me I guess I don't know. I was like, okay, let's see who this <laughs> Eleni. Yeah, I was like, let's see who this this Eleni girl is. So right. I remember going down to Main Hall. And literally seeing her in Main Hall, and it was almost as if the heavens had opened up, and the and the and the rainbows came down. Wow! And it was, yeah, it was like it was it was right out of a movie. Um, wow! So I was like, okay, I was like, you know, as far as her, you know, the way she looks, you know, done. I say, but she's probably really nasty. You know, she's probably a horrible person. So right. I said, my goal was to get to know this girl. That was, you know, it was it was Mission Impossible Project One Hundred. You know, I was like, so. Fast forward, I got to know her. We became friends. And then I'm fast forwarding like a long part of the story. But the funny part was at the SNL cast party. So okay. every every May, which I guess because right, the writer's the strike. Party. Like yeah, the rap the, party at the, la the, rap, after the last show. That's right. the one I was talking about. At, right, that's what I, right. At the right, skating right. rink. It's in the skating rink. And Prometheus is laying right. there. And it's just the most beautiful night of your, your life. Right. So so for those listening, uh, every May, which, again, it's the 22nd. So I'm assuming that the that the sh that they will not will not be a rap party because I think the because of the writer's of strike. Yeah, I don't right. think there's another right. show. So the way it works is that the at the you know, at the end of the season, SNL has a party down by the roll by the rink, by the ice skating rink, right. totally closed um, all private the, party, private party, the whole thing. And all of the celebrities show up, you know, it's, it's, it's packed. The place is packed. So mm -hmm. fast forward, I finish the, I don't know if I was working or who knows. All I know is I go and I put a suit on, I get into the party, but a Lenny, now I had, be, I had known a Lenny and we were friends and the whole thing. Right. And, and 
And my mission for that party, I don't think I, I ever told the lending. Maybe I told the story. I don't know. I, I was like, I was like, she's coming home with me. There's no like, that's it. So I remember walking into the done party. and done. I, I walk into the party. And of course, places filled with celebrities, the whole thing. I just was like, where's Eleni? Where's Eleni? So people like she's over there. She's over there. She was talking to the band director. John uh, something, right? Is Wasn't it, his is name it John? John? Yeah, it might be John. Long hair, long hair. Yeah, dark, long hair. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Right. John so, something. yeah. So I don't know if he's Italian listening. last name. I can't think of it. No, he was but Greek. He was Greek. He was Greek. He was Greek. He wait, was wait, Greek. And we're not going to say his last name because I will tell you he was the dealer for everyone at SNL. Okay. So let's not mention him. Okay. okay. <laughs> let's not mention him. So, but he was the guy that that managed all the bands coming into SNL yes, every, yes. every week. So I literally, so I go and, and, and they're like, Lenny's over there. So okay. literally I go to her and she, Lenny is talking to this guy. Like they're in a conversation, like, 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 probably talking could, Greek. <laughs> what, probably talking Greek and that, and the Greek part of it um, was, was the, 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 it's another long story, but right. So he's talking to her, of course, hitting on her and and, uh, you know, like he, he's like, yeah, party this and that. I literally walked up to the two of them and literally grabbed her hand and looked at him and I'm like, are you done? Like, are you, are you finished with her? And he he probably was like, what planet did you just arrive from? I was like, uh, OK, I think you're done here. I took her. I literally took her and fast forward at six in the morning, six in the morning, the sun had risen. The band, I think, was playing. Maybe they were. Maybe the music was in my head. But I am there slow dancing with Eleni in the middle of the rink in yeah. front of the bar. Yeah. Everybody had gone home. And literally, Eleni and I then went. She had her car. We went to New Jersey to a diner for breakfast. And then the rest is history. And then we dated for yeah. a year. Yeah. And then unfortunately the whole, and I've, I've, I remember yeah, this it's a long story. Well. I've run it, believe it or not. It I, was, it was a cultural thing exactly. on her family side. Correct. Yes. It was unfortunate. It yes. was not her. I know she loved you very much. Yes. And for those who may I mention where other people might know her from? Yes, you can. She is famous for being uh, the girlfriend on Sex in the City of Miranda's now husband, or they're getting divorced, but she was like, they were, she, Miranda was dating Blair Underwood, and he was dating a very pretty girl, and that was Eleni. Right. She played and the role. Her, she played Debbie. Debbie. Uh, Debbie. Debbie, yeah. Yeah. So, she's right. So, so cute. Remember, she, she saw the baby. She was so good. She was, so, she was so awesome. She went on to, she actually went on to mo like do modeling and, and, um, was on Sex in the City and and did all this stuff. She was she was um, extremely beautiful and extremely kind. She was the night. Well, that's the thing. The the thing that she was beautiful was uh, it was one thing. She was so nice and so amazing. Yeah. I was going to bring yeah. tears to my eyes. And I've actually I I'll tell you I'll, this is a really sick story. But I was working in Soho, uh -huh. and somehow she'd come across on Facebook or I don't know what it was, and I was. I was literally like depressed and I literally that day I said, I'm going to walk home. And I literally was, and I live on Midtown. I'm literally walking up sixth Avenue. And at some point I decided to go into, it might've been Trader Joe's. I don't okay. know. I don't even know what it was. And I'm literally, and the reason I'm walking is because I was thinking about her and I was so like depressed. 
and I literally walk. This is like years later. I mean, it was. Yeah. I walk into Trader Joe's. I walk out. Who's standing in front of me? Eleni. Eleni. She literally, and I, she'll. I guess like she, she, she wouldn't mind. She literally like fell. She actually fell on the concrete, and she couldn't get up. And I had to. We had to. I had to like drag her. Why? Because the, she saw you. She was. She was so like God bless her. She was so. Um, taken aback by yeah. the, you yeah. know and, and like yeah. i mean our relationship was, was the same she was yeah. not expecting to see you, know? you and we we literally went to the side street and she couldn't get up and people were stopping saying do you want me to call an ambulance <laughs> that's how, i mean wow. this is insane and we wound up you know talking and this and that whatever but the bottom line so so you know and she told you know it was really it was a, it's such a very long story but in any case the you know it was just amazing because again you know 30 years ago being a page, meeting a Lenny, you know, going to the SNL party. I was like, you're coming on with me. These we wound up, you know, it was, it was really amazing. It was just so amazing. And she went on to do these great things. Uh, she, God bless her. And, and she's another one that I would, if she called me today and said, David, I need you to, you know, whatever, like I got her back, you know, she's, um, she was wonderful. And yeah, unfortunately it didn't work. She out really was. I mean, she, she we really, were not, yeah. I had already left the program, but she's, you know how it is that everybody comes in at a different time. So there were right. pages who were pages with me who right. were pages with her right. after I left, they were still in the program and she just was absolutely stunning and wonderful. And, and you just, you brought up something that like I kind of touched on, but like that rap party, yeah. The fact that the pages were allowed to go to it, like it's part of your, like, uh, you, you know, like not, not to, if you haven't been there long and you go, it's like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like, like, uh, <laughs> no. you know, like, like, like being baptized by fire. Yeah, like, right. it, 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 oh, sure. There's yeah. something about being at that party and if you're in the program a year, you're going to go. Right. But it depends. Some people are there at the end of their pagedom. Some are there early. Right. Um, I was already out of the program, but was invited to the party because I had just left the program. So right. like I flipped in like nothing. And the last party I went to, the last rap party I went to, <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, I made out with a someone who was a star then wait a second i thought you were so innocent <laughs> yeah i was far from innocent but i i made out That's with funny. and it was funny because i i, I don't think i'm this was 30 years ago it doesn't matter who cares it was consensual um and it was just making out nothing else but um tom berenger was there from platoon oh. and from yeah. like, and he was a hunky like hot guy and he was quite a bit older than me at the time um Probably, and by, by quite a bit older. I was 24. He was probably like 40. Yeah. But um, like we started dancing and made out. And then I was just like, okay, I don't think we exchanged names. But right, it was, right. he was a guest of someone that, yes, it was him. He was at the party. I knew kind of, oh, he had just done that movie who did, it did so badly with um, Billy Baldwin and Sharon Stone. Like it was like, he was watching the woman or something like that. Um, it was some weird like stalker movie. Right. And so he had been invited. And and so, yeah, that's my one like inappropriate with a 
But you know what? I wasn't a page there. I'd love to program. So, I and guess- again, I mean, look, you're 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 consent- consenting adults. So yes, you're, and it wasn't kissing. It wasn't. And there was right, and there was there was um, right. It was uh, you know. He didn't act- grab me, and you know we, right. we kissed. But right, it, right. you know that's part of my like oh NBC page, you know right. like fun stuff like, like you know some of the things that we got to see. Like I, I think I don't know if you ever did the. Um, Donahue, but he was really yeah. nice to the Oh, people. Donahue was great. Donahue, Donahue he was, was really lovely to the He people. was so nice to the it was he was such a good guy. He again, you know, he would after the show, he would literally have a line and he would shake the hands of yes. any audience yes. member that wanted yes. to shake his hand. He sure did. He would talk to the pages. He was he was the kindest. I mean, he was just a nice guy. I mean, he was just a great guy. He didn't he was the so amazing yeah and and by the way i was also there for joey buttafuoco and the woman i don't know i I thought it might have been dodona but it might have been another who was like if it walks like a snake and it talks like a snake like there's a famous like one of the people in the audience said this to joey buttafuoco and i was in the audience when that like we were we were there for that wow Wow. so yeah we saw some stuff it's it really it's amazing well Again, it's so funny because we could we could um, uh, this may go down in history as the longest podcast I've done so far. So that's pretty good. Because I'm interesting. Um, it's so it's so it's I, I, I love I love I it. It's fantastic. <laughs> no, thank you so much. I, I literally can't thank you enough. Um, is there if if people I guess you have a Facebook page if people want to say hello or if yes yes um, a couple of things if you want to follow me on Instagram and see my zany crazy life um, it's life love bs because my initials are bs <laughs> uh, so it's life love bs come on down follow me say hi i'm on facebook i do a lot of stuff because i'm old my kids will tell you they're like oh you're so old you're on facebook um i also oh, run funny. something that i'm trying to get up and running called a uh, grown x woman because i'm big on being a gen x mm. gal yeah and um so instead of grown ass woman i'm a grown ex woman and i haven't posted in a while there but i'm trying to get something like maybe a podcast on that because i have a very good friend who were always saying like stuff that happened uh during our time growing up in the 80s and what it's like right. to be in the gen x and like the groups like we listen to at wlir and and kind of not being called boomers because we're not <laughs> but um that's what I'm up to. And I really would love to do like a reunion, even if, it, you know, you want people to be there who knew each other. So like if we could get pages from like our, from 1990 to 1995 right. or 1993, 1994, like those are the groups right. of people we all hung out with. And I think it would be great to do something with them. Right, yeah, because whenever we get together, it's a joy. It is. Oh joy. yeah, it's amazing. We it's again the the stories that this this is just you know one story. When you multiply that times you know a hundred, two hundred, it's like there's so much great stuff going on that people you know are so excited to share. And it's it's funny because the the page program is going to be is ninety years old. Mm-hmm. So there was a rumor that there might be a ninetieth page reunion, like with everybody. But um, but if that doesn't happen, you know, we should talk offline. Uh, maybe we should. Yeah, we've just, been just doing. Do, we did a few do, happy hours yeah. because you know you don't want. You also don't want to invite something someone to something and it's fifty dollars. Guess what? I freelance. No, I no, like no. I get paid to write an article. I'm not yeah. paying fifty dollars. Uh, no. Love you, but no. 
Right, like right. If we can do a happy hour somewhere fun. Like, you know, there are places that would host us just to get the business, you know, yeah. we threw, uh, we threw a party for, for the, the, um, for the launch of the NYC show. I rented the back room for McSorley's. Um, and wow. is the oldest bar in the, in the, in the country, oldest Irish bar in the country. And I did that also for the premiere of the date while you wait. So Gregory, who, for those folks that if they don't know McSorley's, it's the, you know, it's the oldest bar in the U S it's, uh, right. there's historical artifacts like nailed to the wall, right. um, which are, and which wait, are, where, where, where's McSorley's on, on, it's, uh, uh, if you get off at the Astor Place stop. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know block, the uh, I have friends who lived in, in that area. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's definitely a treat and it's a great, it's a great fun thing. They serve you um uh beer in, you know, he brings like 15 beers in one in two hands because they're like 12 ounce glasses. So they serve you, you know, 20 at a time. And wow. I, I and actually the only reason I remember the only reason I act believe it or not, actually this <laughs> this will be a good segue and then we'll wrap it up. But the only reason I know of McSorley's is because when I was a page, we went to McSorley's yeah. after work. I remember and that. I rem so literally 30 years later, when I wanted to have a party for Date While You Wait, I called up McSorley's, got to know, you know, explain the whole thing. I'm now friendly with Gregory, who's the greatest guy. He's also an artist. Um, and, uh, so that's where we had the party. So I had let's, both parties there. So yeah, that's a fun. I remember like after SNL, they would all go down to McSorley's and I was like, now I'm going dancing. Bye. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool. So, so we'll talk, we'll talk offline and, and maybe we'll set something up, uh, maybe for the summer, maybe in August or something. I don't know. Where, yeah, where, that or, would be great. I think know, we should do it and, and have like a grand old time with, with the gang oh, and my get, God, get, get the band back together. We, yeah. We've all seen so much and um you know this really is an institution and an honor to have been a part of this group yeah it's hit where we make we made history yeah this is historic and yep. i'm just so glad i'm that you know if nothing else i'm happy for facebook because i get to see people like you dave who are as uh, has been so good to me and always has a kind word for me. I'm so proud of you, David. I really am. We've come through so much from WNBC to, you know, us seeing <laughs> each other's lives uh, go by. And, and I'm just so happy that we're in touch. And I'm honored that you had me on your show. Well, thank I, I words I can't even put into words how, how grateful, thankful, honored i am to know you to be still still be friendly with you after all these years um it was wonderful and you you have been amazing and again you you're you lit all the things you've done are an inspiration to others so you know your your kids should be proud folks listening they're should not be proud. you should be proud <laughs> yeah i don't know what these those damn kids i don't know why they're always they're you know, like they're like oh you mean the boomer my mom you know, it's funny. Like, they, should, over. they should take some lessons so okay so we'll wrap up Thank you so much. Um, and, um, you know, I look forward to perhaps seeing you at the page uh, reunion. We got to make and, that uh, happen. We're going to we'll make, make that, that happen. happen. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And um, uh, I appreciate it. So uh, we're going to talk soon. Thanks Excellent. so much. Thanks for listening to A Page in History. A Page in History is produced by David Harris Katz Entertainment. For more information on our television shows, syndication, and more, go to dhcats.com.
And to listen to more episodes of A Page in History, or if you've been lucky enough to call yourself one of the world-famous NBC pages and would like to appear on the show, go to apageinhistory.tv.